Hello and welcome back to the Sports Bubble. A little bit later this week um, because we've, we've all been flat out with our work on different things and and babies. So it's been quite a tiring week. But it's uh, Wednesday the 29th of July. What a day, boys, by the way, 29th of July. Um, and we're about to start... Happy birthday, Philip. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, from Dickhead's birthday. Oh, as always, Johnny, with the loving messages. Uh, <laughs> so we're back, yeah, this week to talk about the end of the Premier League. Briefly, it's over and done with. Um, but there's a big match on Saturday we want to get into because it's cousin against cousin. And I'm somehow the celebrity referee in the middle. This is like the worst celebrity death match of all time. And um, it's Arsenal v Chelsea in the FA Cup. I, I finally, an FA Cup final I can be excited about. But... Um, Yes, we we had obviously Pete Smith on talking about Stoke and Mike Nolley last week, and thank you everyone for sharing that, listening to it. That was great, uh, Johnny. Thank you for your lovely message about Liverpool at the end there. <laughs> but the league finished. Aston Villa stayed up. Uh, are we all happy with that? Before we talk about anything else, or what? What do you think, Jonathan? Nah, bang the bastards. I wish they went down. <laughs> can you can you elaborate on your pure hatred for Aston Villa? I hope this dates back to like two thousand and four or something, stupid. <laughs> 2008 actually <laughs> go on what happened yeah. I, I know a few Aston Villa fans funny enough and, uh, they were giving me stacks because they were like fucking I don't know, 8 points clear of us for the Champions League spots and uh, we pegged them back we pegged them back did they finish Champions League no they didn't so fuck ever get relegated next year you bastards <laughs> well they might do if they don't have Jack really um, Brenton were you happy enough Yes, um, I was saying that uh, I didn't like. It's nice to see uh, John Terry stay up with Villa. Um, you bollocks! The fact that it annoys Jonathan more just makes me happier. Um, so, yeah, that was. Uh, I was happy to to see that, but also um, I was happier to see Watford go down purely for the Nigel Pearson situation. Um, we've spoken about it previously, I think two pods ago. Um, so it was great to see them go down, and I hope they stay down there for a long time. Yeah, I, I was. I wanted Villa to stay up out of the three that were battling because I, did, I quite, I quite like. Pardon me, the league now it's going to have Leeds and Aston Villa back into it, and um, the two big clubs. And it's nice to have them back in two two decent um, fan bases, full of shit houses, which I love as well. So I, I can appreciate that. So. I was happy enough. I, I, I've said it before. I have no real love for Bournemouth. Um, and what Watford did, Pearson mightn't have kept them up anyway because it was two tough games, the last two. But um, I just think they went through four managers this year. Um, they keep going through managers. Well, I think that's, what, like 350,000 managers they've had since they've been in the Premier League or something stupid. They seem to change it once a week. So good riddance to them. Um, I actually hope they get themselves sorted maybe ownership-wise and then come back that way more stable. But... Under this ownership, I, I've known that for years. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see who comes up now. We've Leeds and West Brom, pardon me, and then we've the playoffs tonight. I'm biased. I'd like to see Swansea come up because Ray and Brewster's playing for them and scoring goals flat out. So, well, Bradford beat them 2 0. Uh, uh, well, is it tonight today? Is it over? Uh, well, it was 2 0 the last I seen. It's 2 0 still. It's, it's, it's 2 1 on aggregate to Brentford, but there's still. Uh, oh, there's still a whole half to play. Ah, it's only 40 minutes gone, Jonathan. 40 minutes gone, sir. So, yeah, well, hopefully Swansea can turn that around. Um, but the, the, the other big thing was the race for top four. And um, I know, Brenton, obviously beforehand you were a wee bit nervous because I was watching it with you, but Chelsea <laughs> seemed to handle it okay up 
well, part, when Adama Traore came on, there was panic in the household, Jonathan, let me tell you. Um, sure there was. From Miss Big Tall Hagen and Senior Hagen. Um, but the Chelsea handled them okay, and they managed to get through the game, and in the end, they, they didn't really need a favour off anyone. Yeah, um, I think we were um, we were massively helped by Nuno bringing Traore on and then putting him in the right back for some ridiculous reason. Uh, it, it was it was one of the only times I've watched Wolves this season and gone, they're they're not playing this game correctly. <laughs> um, they because if they had any sense at all, they would have isolated uh, Alonso against Traore and just had him running at him all day long because that's what my big fear was in the second half when I saw his oversized legs on the touchline coming on. I was like, uh-oh, Alonso is in for a rough half. I actually said, let's just take him off now. Like, like that's, that's a, a good first half. Actually, the Wolves targeted Alonso in the air, which was strange. Um, because he's actually quite good in the air. Um, defensively, it's probably his best defensive quality. Um, his only defensive quality. Yeah, it could be argued. Um, but yeah, he he absolutely no issues at all. Um, Chelsea in the second half kind of breezed through it, which was which was a strange feeling, especially this season. Um, and Jimenez wasn't wasn't firing on all cylinders. Um. As much as I had been warned by you beforehand, um, he maybe had one of his worst games of the season. Actually, he was maybe just tuckered out from the new baby. Look, I know the feeling. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed that game. It was a neutral watching away at it, and I had the Liverpool game on in the corner of my phone, checking it. But um, it, it was, it was, it was, it was. I wouldn't go as far as say it's impressive by Chelsea because obviously, like you know, they've been good this season as well in other games. But just to be solid was impressive. Yeah, I you know, think just one the, of those... despite Rudiger trying his best to not be solid at times, um, I thought the other three, even Alonso, um, were solid. Aspilicueta especially thought it was outstanding, and mm. uh, nullifying anything he could get near, uh, for Wolves. So it was obviously for you, it was delightful to get through in the Champions League and make it nice and comfortable. Um, Manchester United did manage to get in the Champions League in the end. Um, they managed, they, yeah, they managed to find third. Um. Leicester had a lot of chances in that game, hit the bar, I think at the post, um, a couple of good saves from De Gea, and then Johnny Evans just has an absolute, well, it ended up being like 15-20 minutes of pure chaos, but a, a, a moment where he just hacks Martial down, imagine they get another penalty, but you can't argue against this one, and... Um, what do you and call then it? he tried to size Scott McTominay's leg clean up. He tried too. to cut it in half. Yeah. Um, and just lost it on himself. So it was really strange. But United are into the Champions League. They managed to get there. All they led them to the Champions League. Um, despite finishing with less points and less wins than last year, um, they somehow managed to squeak in the Champions League. I'm not I'm not sure what that says. It says that everyone else has been shite apart from Liverpool and Man City. Uh, well, you 100%. Could look at um, yeah. I don't, the, the league table is obviously an improved position and again we're going to get pelters for this because it's somebody being biased but in terms of the team being a better position the front three you can't argue with obviously they've been very good at times and Bruno's added loads to that team but the less points and less wins you're not. it's not an improvement it isn't an improvement I don't care what you say it's not like they managed to squeak in and, and they, listen that's all they need it could be a moment for them where I don't think on a soul scar, but only somebody else. But this is the moment where they're back now, and they will be challenging sooner rather than later. 
Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do now in the transfer market. They are obviously heavily, heavily linked with Jaden Sancho. Um, and their fan base is, is absolutely purring for him. Who's, who knows what what will happen? Um, 125 million is a lot of dollar. Well, 125 million euros is a lot of is a lot of money. So we will see. But um, yeah. In the end, um, I know we made our predictions, but in the end, it was four of the big six once again made the top four. And as I know, United had to do it in the last day, but they were comfortable in the end after what was going on in that Leicester game. And Leicester really. I don't think Leicester can look back on this and try, as they might say, it was a good season. And we, you know, oh, it was really what we did really well. You were comfortably third before lockdown. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, whatever happens to Brendan Rodgers at the end of Premier League seasons, you absolutely blew your beans and fell away. <laughs> what a phrase to use for Brendan Rodgers. You blew be. your beans. <laughs> like, be, uh... Brandon blew his beans. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, Brandon, Rogers, that the that's, the, uh, that's the title of the podcast this week. When, when you just said that and looked at me and Johnny, that looked even worse, actually. Uh, yeah, he, he loved, whatever happens to him in the Premier League, he gets the jitters, or something happens towards the end of the season, and the thing just goes tits up. And, and that happened again. And, and I know, yes, Leicester are back at in Europe again and they finished fifth and whatever and in the context at the start of the season you would probably take as a Leicester fan but I think if I was a Leicester fan I'd be looking at that saying oh, what went wrong yes taking into consideration the injuries but even some of the performances were just like the Spurs away performance was atrocious mm-hmm. really really poor did the, the start that Brandon brought up to us during the week that Southampton have won or gained more points than they have since that 9-0 game mm-hmm. that's, that's fucking hell like, you know they shot themselves in the foot Really that did. was a ridiculous, like ridiculous stat, wasn't it? Like when you when you take those two teams at that point in the season, and no one would have believed you, like if you said that that was going to be the case towards. The, I think there maybe two points more than forty four points since then, and um, Leicester had forty two, which is absolutely <laughs> incredible. Like tells you two things that Leicester quote unquote blew their beans like. And uh, Southampton, uh, Ralph Hasenhutl just completely galvanised his team, like, and fair play him for that, like. When that, um, when that happened, the club made it straight away. The Southampton talking about that, um, it, they won't be getting rid of Ralph Hasenhutl. So yeah, we're beating nine nil, but it's, we're not putting this on him. This is on you, the players. Yeah. So they said straight away, uh-uh, we're backing him. And look, he's got, I think he's got a new contract and all that over the head of the season stuff, man. There, you would think if the league was to start in two weeks' time and the momentum they're on, they will take over Leicester and be that team that will try and smash the top six. And he likes the Wolves as well and try and break it and break up that mould. So, really well done to them. But yeah, Rogers, I, I would be looking at that. No, I'm not saying getting rid of him at all or anything like that, but I'd just be looking at that thing and, right, what went wrong there? And this, this can't happen again because that, that was a golden golden opportunity for them to get in the Champions League mm-hmm. and I don't know if that'll be there next year um, we'll not. We'll make predictions once the season's going to start but I can see the traditional top six taking over from next season um, mm, I think those four that finished there like City, Liverpool United, Chelsea mm-hmm. will go on and Chelsea especially will be a lot more stronger you can see at the moment who they're recruiting but I don't think uh, ourselves and, and Spurs will um, kind of do much different than what we've done this season. I think it'll be much more the same next year, the, the top four. 
Do you remember your um, your predictions from the start of the season for top four? What was it, John? Uh, well, I got the top two, right? I got the top two, right? What about uh, third and fourth? I can't remember who I put. I remember I put Arsenal and Chelsea, but I can't remember in which order I put them. You put Arsenal third. Like. No, no, fuck, well, there you go. There you go. Uh, I, I think for that performance, I don't deserve a prediction for next season. I don't think, um, I don't think I put Chelsea in my top four prediction. I don't think, realistically, any one of the three of us would have predicted Arsenal would have finished eighth. Really? No, when we, when no we I did, think I had them sixth. Yeah, like, minimum we probably should have finished Europa League. You sure. predicted United outside the top eight, though, Johnny. <laughs> uh, fuck, that's because they're sharp bastards, that's why. <laughs> but, like, you know, give you them credit where credit's due. Like, I, I will give them credit where credit's due. Like, I always have, like, they finished in the top four. You know, what can you say? Like, they've done it. It doesn't matter whether they've finished on less points or whatever. Like, yeah. There's no doubt Bruno Fernandes came in and got them Champions League football. Yeah, no doubt, my sure. mind. Yeah. He's been up, he's been he's been excellent since he's come in and, and he does he does score a lot of penalties, but you have to score the penalties first. Like I, I don't care. It's pressure enough situation scoring a penalty. Um especially playing for Manchester United and having to take that burden and he seems to love it like so mm-hmm. um, there'll be a threat going forward. I do think um the notion that they'll they'll instantly challenge, even if they do get Sancho, instantly challenge um for the league again next year is a little bit too much of a stretch. No, they need like, defenders. And they need a goalkeeper, probably. Yeah. They finished closer to relegation on points than they did, did Liverpool. <laughs> you know, so like it's a bit. It is a big gap to try and jump in one year. I'm not two, three years certainly if they can add to it. But um, as you said, Johnny, there a goalkeeper and centre halves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know United fans will disagree with us. You know, with the hair and Harry Maguire, but listen. Harry Maguire is not the fellow that's going to win you Champions League and Premier League. Like I, I've rated him. I think he's a good defender, but he's not going to be your replacement for Rio Ferdinand or Vidic. Like you know, he's not that guy. Um. So lads, as we said at touch the top of the show, um, there's a, there's quite a big final on Saturday night, and I, I'm gonna, I don't know which one he wants to go for. Maybe I'll go first. I'll go for Alan I thought the Irish Cup final was on Friday. No, it is on Friday night, obviously. And, and tune in to BBC Radio All Star at half seven for all coverage and obviously BBC Two uh, NI as well and BBC Sport NI as well. Um, yes, there's a the FA Cup final is on Saturday night. I'm, I'm actually very excited for this as a neutral um, because I think, it'd be, I think it'll be a good game because both teams going forward are great to watch when they're on song um, and both teams at the back can be brutally shite when they want to be as well. So we could, it, could be, it could be mental. So I'm looking forward to this, but I can't, still can't decide um, who I thinks who I think is going to win the game. It's too tight. Um, <clears throat> I know Chelsea has finished above Arsenal, but I think in a one-off game they're they're very similar. I think it could be a good final. So I'm I'm not going to go with prediction just yet, but I will. I don't think it'll finish in ninety minutes mm. because. Um, well, it's just 2020, so it's something stupid's going to happen. Like, it'll finish 16-17 on penalties or something daft, or one team will finish with seven players or something silly or something stupid like that. There, a goalkeeper will score the winning goal. Do you know what I mean? It's 2020 is just mental this year, so I don't think we'll get it done in the 90 minutes. I think we're going to go... Uh, is there extra time in the final? I think there maybe is. 
extra time yeah. and penalties. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, John, I'll let you go first. How are you feeling ahead of Sunday's final and are you confident? Mm. I was confident before the Europa League final last year. No, oh dear. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't really know what way to feel. It's, uh, again, it's the exact same situation as last year. Our season kind of depends on a cup final against Chelsea. While Chelsea have already qualified for Europe. Champions League, sorry again. Um, do you want do you want Europa League football next year? <sighs> you know I hate it. Like I do hate it. I just can't stand the competition. I think it's a load of bollocks. It's it's you don't it's the music and the build up and the Thursday nights. It's it's yeah, it's just it's everything about it. I just hate it. It's just and the, you can just tell that ball is one of them cup champions wind blowers. Like it's fucking terrible. <laughs> no, like uh, I think financially I think on for the sake of keeping Aubameyang at the club, because we need it just for that wee bit of extra revenue, it's just because mm. of COVID. Like I think if if COVID nineteen hadn't hit, who knows? Like, but I don't know. It's it's I don't know. It's it's not going to be. Uh, I don't feel it's going to be a good Saturday. I just don't have a real great feeling. I don't. I don't feel the same way I felt. I was kind of confident for the Europa League final last year because it was obviously Unai Emery's competition, but. The problem is Chelsea have, I think, a better defence than us. And they have really? creative players who can turn the game whilst we're missing that at the moment. Our Arsenal's all 11 players, even the players come off the bench, they need to all be at it on Saturday. And I don't know, I just feel there's another David Luiz masterclass thing coming. It's, um, it's massive for Frank and Arteta, isn't it, uh, Brenton? Um... Yeah, I think it's it's to be honest, I think it's bigger for Arteta, like, um, just because the the biggest thing for Chelsea, I think, was finishing in the top four, because as you've seen now from all the predictions that happened at the start of the season, nobody thought Chelsea would make it, or very few people did. Um, so I thought you'd make it. Yeah, well, apart from Jonathan, um, <laughs> the <laughs> the people that matter thought we'd make it. Whoa. Uh, and every, uh, uh, that's a compliment. That's you? a compliment, Johnny. Do you know what? I I have made one note about this game on Saturday, and oh, yeah. I've just wrote, "God help us." But <laughs> 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 the, the the thing about Arsenal is um, is that their games recently against the big teams they've been very good. Mm-hmm. So that's you know that's a positive that. I would look at if I was an Arsenal fan, but um, you know, obviously, big games recently. Chelsea have been quite good, like, and and they're usually quite good at Wembley. Um, I know Johnny will probably point to what was it, twenty seventeen, Johnny final. Yeah, that was a very strange final. Like, mm. Per Mertesacker hadn't played all year, came back and played that one game and was absolutely brilliant. But yeah. like again. We had Alexis Sanchez back then. We had Aaron Ramsey. We had Giroud. We don't. We, don't, we only have like Aubameyang, maybe Lacazette, who's going to score us a goal. Maybe Pepe, but Pepe as well. He's been. Um, yeah. I think it's been a year for him to kind of just get used to the Premier League. He's showing what he can do, but he just hasn't done it on a consistent basis. Pepe <laughs> against Marcus Alonso <laughs> might be, might be where you go. Like, yeah. Is Saka injured, Johnny? Or no, no, he's. Um, I think maybe he's just kind of burned out. Maybe that's why Arteta's been resting him. 
I, he, I can't he really could be a difference. Yeah, he could be. Like I can't really judge Arsenal off the last two games because obviously we played City and we won the game and then we had Villa and Watford, you know. I, I kind of always thought the players, especially in the Villa game, it didn't look like they wanted to win the challenges and get injured for the final. So yeah. I'm kind of hoping that's what it was and it isn't that they're, you know, they were playing complete dog shape because they went 3-0 up against Watford and any other team would have just, the game would have been over then. But Arsenal, of course, make a game out of it and let Watford back into the game. And yeah. I think with, with Eddie Martinez, is actually playing, you know, he's kept us in games. He's playing very well. So that gives you a bit of hope, but you can't be really hopeful with who's in front of him. You know? There is another storyline and it involves David Luiz, obviously. This like, is the penalties he's given away. <laughs> well... There's that record he has now, which is um, not one he probably wanted. Um, but the Chelsea storyline, obviously, and the fact that you know he, he left pretty quickly after Frank Lampard had arrived and mm-hmm. and what's going on. I, mean, I don't think we really know the full story. Or maybe maybe it was amicable. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe I don't know what happened. But he it seemed to be come out of the blue that he was. That's it. Right, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so and we've seen players come back and haunt old teams. It's a very old storyline in sports. But it'd be interesting to see how he gets on. Um, on Saturday and, and, and what sort of Chelsea do with him never mind what Arsenal do with him Arsenal well obviously you would think would play him in the middle, middle of, a, of a back three and have a mm-hmm. bit of creativity but Man City <clears throat> seemed to forget that, I mean, we we even we did give him a kick in two at times David Luiz because some of his mistakes but when he wants to like he's an unbelievable pass over the ball and it's not just the actual execution of the pass it's the vision as well yeah, it's underrated, I think, in David Luiz sometimes, and and that ball, that through ball for um, Abamyang, where he nuts Kevin De Bruyne, he did it so mm-hmm. simple, and it was like forty-five yard pass straight through, and Abamyang, I think, I think it was saved that one, but it was a brilliant, brilliant ball through, and things he sees. So, it'd be interesting what Chelsea do, and whether they have, I don't think it'll be Giroud will stand on him and try and hunt him down, but whether they get someone in around him to pressure him and and different things. So, as always. David Luiz is going to be key to this game, whether he wants yeah. to be or not. Like, he, um, yeah, it's it's great that he has that in his locker, but I I want I would rather David Luiz be solid as a defender rather than be a great ball passer. You know, it's it's defending first and then that comes afterwards. I, I think Giroud is the player we're talking about. Players coming back to haunt their former teams. He's already done it last year in the Europa League final, and I think he'll play a massive part on Saturday. You know, he'll be up for it. David Luiz at Stamford Bridge really could not handle coming back. The fans is giving him grief the moment. The whole the whole game got to him. That's why he got sent off, really. Well, Mustafi contributed to that, but even before that, you can see he was wound up to death. Like he just couldn't deal with it, couldn't deal with the atmosphere. So obviously they'll not have fans there on Saturday, but I don't know. Like he just he can't you can't be confident with that man in your team. Like it's uh, <laughs> The fact we even give him a new contract, I understand for financial reasons we kind of need to. We're not going to get anybody else in, but it's I don't know. It really depends what Arsenal show up on Saturday. And... Yeah, if if um that's that's the question I would be asking is what are Arsenal going to do with Giroud rather than what are Chelsea going to do with David Luiz? Um, because there's nobody like I remember David Luiz defending for Chelsea and I remember when he came up against somebody big and aggressive like he didn't deal with it well like, um, so if Arsenal are going to play like three centre halves I don't think it'll be Louise on him like I don't know who'll be given that job but it's not a nice job to have like um, probably Rob Holding 
Yeah. He's the only, it's only Rob holding Class Nash, David Louise, or Kieran Tierney. I'd stick Tierney on him. Tierney would probably knife him. <laughs> probably. He probably would, but Tierney's so good going forward as well. But, yeah. you know, you could put Saka at left wing back. And, you know, that might be in Arteta's thinking, the fact that Saka hasn't really played much of the last two games. But it's, uh, like you said, like Frank and Arteta, when they up against each other this season, the game at the Emirates, like Arsenal dominated the first half, Chelsea dominated the second half. The game at Stamford Bridge was just absolutely wild. Like, it was just absolutely nuts. Um, so it's not like one team has kind of run away with But Chelsea have been in good form. Arsenal have been hot and cold all season. Majority cold. Ice cold, actually. As a matter of fact, Titanic cold is what Arsenal have been at times this season. But, like I said, if Arsenal can somehow pull out like a, a 2017 FA Cup final performance, because Chelsea were, Chelsea were favourites then, they're favourites on Saturday as well. There's no doubt about it. Uh, yeah. And it'll be nice, like, from a, like Phil, from your point of view, you're looking at one of these two, these two guys is brand new to management, really. Frank's first year in the Premier League. Same with Arteta, and one of them's going to win a trophy. Like, one of these guys is going to be in the Premier League for one season and still one more than only goes on Charlie. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's going to be good for either, whether it's Brenton or, or me, like, so. Uh, well, yeah, uh, we may as well just dig United fans out even more because I think they hate me anyway. But um, fuck yeah, anytime someone else wins a trophy ahead of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is always a good day. Um, like whoever wins the cup final in um in Belfast on Friday night will have won more than them. But um, no, I I, I prefer. But I think both of these have a have a better chance of being more successful than than Solskjaer anyway. And I've always said that I think both of them. I know Frank gets an awful kick in at times from people in the media and different things are going on and whatever. But I do think he will be reasonably enough successful at Chelsea. And But I've said this a plenty of times, I think there's something in Arteta that I'm quietly impressed with. Um, I'm hoping Xavi Alonso has the same and he comes through with the old Basque mentality. And <laughs> some stage. I know he's a real Sociedad um, youth teams. But I'm look. I'm really looking forward to this match on Saturday, fellas. I think it'll be. I think it'll be a great, brilliant game. Um, I still. I'm doing this podcast, and you both talking about it. And you were saying about Giroud, obviously, Breton, and he will have a, a pivotal part because he's so underrated, Giroud. Um, and then I, I do think David Luiz will have a say in whether Arsenal win it or not. That's just how it goes with David Luiz in big games and and big moments. He's either on the right side of them, or more than not, he's on the wrong side of them. Unfortunately, so it, it's. Mm. Pivotal to what happens and what happens there uh, between those two if they do come up against each other a lot in that game on on Saturday. But well, uh, my I, own I, my own girlfriend and her mother absolutely love and adore Frank Lampard. So he's handsome, like you know. The, the advertisement for the, the game came up on BBC the other day, and they both of them went, "Come on, Frank!" And I was like, <laughs> "Literally, go and fuck yourself." <laughs> Spud should have been booted into the middle of the road. Oh, Spud was volleyed right into the top corner. <laughs> he could just, not have got more into the top bag if I tried. I love how Spud takes are, the Spud. absolute brunt of punishment when he never does anything wrong. <laughs> Spud does plenty wrong. You just, you just don't see it. He's a man alone. Like, he's a king. Uh, so, boys, like, go for it, Brandon. Who's going to win, Sarda? Uh, I... Um, I'm gonna go three-one uh, Chelsea. Jonathan. Um, I'm 
I really can't see a situation where we're winning here. I really can't. Uh, um, but like you, you probably couldn't have seen a situation where you beat Man City and Liverpool in consecutive games. So, on a, you see, on you see that, I didn't think we'd beat Liverpool, right? But when we beat Liverpool, I was like, right, we might actually beat Man City now. But it's just it's just because it's a cup final. I don't know. Like, I would say either Chelsea will thump us or Arsenal will win it 2-0. Like, Arsenal will get, like, an early goal or something mad and defend, and Chelsea will come at us and pile everybody on, Tommy Abraham, Giroud, everybody, and we'll just hit them on the counter and get a, a second. Basically the same thing. But I don't see, you know, it being a 2-2 going to extra time or, you know, something mad. Either Chelsea will thump us or we'll sneak it. That's the way I see it going. I think it'll go to penalties. Maybe yeah, I want it to go to penalties. I, I, yeah. I don't think it will. I just think it's just typical of this season that it'll just drag on and go to penalties. If it goes to penalties, I would fancy Emmy Martinez over Kevin. Yeah, so would I. Caballero in a heartbeat, by the way. Uh, well, he'll be straight on, won't he, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but Caballero started the game, gentlemen. Uh, that's true. Do you think uh, he oh. Yeah, 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 100%. Sure, he started the game against Wolves on Sunday. Oh, I didn't. I didn't watch. I didn't. Know. Oh, fair enough. Um, and he was quite good. Uh, that'll do us then. A little short one this week. Um, because obviously we've been all flat out. Um, at getting things sorted, but we'll be back. I don't know whether it'll be Sunday, Saturday night, Sunday night, or Monday night to discuss the FA Cup. Look ahead to what's going on in Europe. Hopefully, have a few transfers to talk about. And it won't be too long now. It is. It's exactly a month today. I think until the Premier League. Because we put it back in action. I think. Community yeah, Shield. Community Shield. Yeah, against whoever wins. Obviously tomorrow night. So. Yeah. Uh, two weeks off, boys. <laughs> we're going to do a uh, review of the season, hopefully as well, like a yeah, proper we pod review. We'll get down to it. But um, as always, check all of our stuff out on the Sports Babble uh, on Twitter, Facebook, and what's it, Instagram. And if you have any questions for us, uh, drop us a line on Twitter. It's probably the best place to get us at the Sports Babble. Thanks for listening, everyone. You get our podcast across all your podcast platforms, and enjoy the rest of your week. And enjoy the final. The FA Cup final Saturday night, but also the Irish Cup final on Friday night because I'm best. Um, BBC 2 and I, or more importantly, BBC Radio Ulster. Right, good luck.